Hello everyone and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, House of Cards. Uh, we are uh, in the fourth episode actually and uh, this makes me very happy. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we published a, a new episode. Uh, it's been a few weeks I think. Uh, but that's okay because uh, I'm very happy uh, for the episode that uh, we have today and uh, for the guests uh, that we have. And uh, you, you might have noticed uh, in my blog that um, uh, there is a section about draft, or, or at least there used to be. I think I, I took it out now until uh, until there is a, uh, until there is content. If, if it is there, it is it is empty. And uh, this section is about draft. And uh, I really wanted to to add the content about draft, uh, but. I'm not a draft expert, I don't draft very often, I do a lot of mistakes, so I thought uh, why not uh, to ask uh, the experts to join me in an episode uh, to talk about draft. So I have uh, today with me, uh, today today is Gain, otherwise known as uh, Toddy, which <laughs> I'm going to call him like that today. How are you, Toddy? Doing very well. How about yourself? Thanks for uh, having me on here. It's all great. Uh, thanks for being here with me. And uh, Arizona Kid, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being here with me. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, they're both uh, veterans of draft. Uh, I'm sure they have uh, a lot of interesting things to say about it. And uh, as I said, I'm very excited about uh, about this episode um, because um, I, I'm almost like an outsider to this. Like uh, all the previous episodes, I had something to do with it. It was it, they were more or less my ideas. I had a lot to contribute. But uh, here uh, I'm here to learn mostly. Um, it, it's about it's a content that uh, I haven't prepared beforehand. So uh, let's get started. Um, I thought it would be good to uh, to start with a little background uh, uh, about you guys regarding draft. Uh, uh, Toddy, why don't you tell me your uh, favorite draft nation and uh, your favorite draft card and why? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so favorite draft nation and favorite card, uh, I'd probably say Britain is my favorite draft nation. I just love the control set mm -hmm. of Britain. Uh, Britain's not the strongest draft nation, uh, especially right now. Um, but you can still get the job done with them. And I just think it's very fun to have that kind of cat and mouse game, uh, while you play as Britain, while you're trying to stabilize the board mm -hmm. and your opponent, you know, if they're Germany or if they're Japan is trying to push you down quickly make some big tempo plays and as Britain, you're trying to resist that which i i like that mm -hmm. um as far as my favorite cards go uh, for Britain, it would probably be matilda i love matilda, matilda you get in yes. the front line and it's mm -hmm. just a big it's a big stopper um great against the us not the strongest you know british card um but but a really fun one if, if i had to pick one of the stronger cards or the favorite cards due to strength i'd say something like uh type 88 anti-aircraft from mm. japan yeah that little two drop one three it's just it's got uber utility for it's such a little body and it plays good in the beginning plays good in mid game it can play well at late game so but overall i'd say britain uh, i really enjoy playing great great uh that's very nice to hear and what about you arizona kid what is your favorite nation and uh, and favorite card for for the draft my favorite nation would probably still have to be united states so i mean i i, I like playing us because you know they got the bodies they have a lot of draw which is very important in drafts they have a decent amount of removal and they have blitz tanks they have got 
bombers and bombers are absolutely crazy they just got everything right mm -hmm. but if you were to ask me for my favorite draft card i would probably have to go either with leopold or panzer a because i mean leopold is just the <laughs> most powerful card in there. and panzer a is it's a 5-5 five, five heavy on the one body it's such a great body it trades well into just about anything and you get to draw into dicks people so yesterday just yesterday i used panzer a three times in a game so I mean, wow. it's pretty powerful. So. Very impressive. Yeah. Great. That's great to hear. Uh, I might as well mention my own. Uh, my favorite nation, I think, is USA, mostly because uh, it allows me to win drafts. Uh, this nation is so good in draft that you don't even have to be an expert to, to win a draft with it. I don't know if you guys agree with me. And uh, until up until recently, I didn't have a favorite draft card. But after playing some drafts lately, in the last week I've played uh, plenty of drafts, uh, I think the Stag uh, 3, I think it's Stag 3G, that one, the one that has the Pinscher Heavy Armor 1. Uh, Scherzen? Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I really like that one. I really... That, that one is super good. Yeah, I really love it. It's, it's so versatile. It's, uh, uh, it can give you one or two value trades and it can, it can actually change the, uh, the course of the game in the early to, to mid game. So I really like it. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. uh, so um, you guys, um, uh, Toddy has, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Toddy has his own uh, Discord server uh, about uh, drafting in cards, uh, where he has a lot of material uh, about uh, draft strategies. He, he posts his streams there. Uh, other people can stream. It's, uh, uh, he has uh, guides for new players and everything. It's actually very interesting. And uh, Arizona Kid is one of the most active uh, users in that, uh, uh, in that server, uh, as far as I have seen. Um, and uh, it's really impressive, guys, uh, like the, the work that you, uh, that you have put in this, both of you. And um, it, it really shows some uh, special kind of love for, for draft. And uh, as a non-draft player myself, uh, I'm really curious about this. I mean... Um, what is it that uh, drives your your love for draft uh, so much? And um, for example, me, I, I don't, I I enjoy the the competitive scene. Uh, I have to admit, uh, I like the the competitive ladder. I like climbing and climbing and climbing and everything. Uh, but but the draft doesn't have that. It's a completely different uh, subject. So uh, why don't you tell me what you do love uh, in draft? What do you find that? Uh, drives you uh, to be so so active in it. Uh, why don't we start with uh, Arizona Kid? Well, for me, playing draft started out as a way to build my collection because I was laddering for a good part of my uh, my playtime, but my collection wasn't enough. I couldn't keep up with the meta, so I decided to go draft uh, to get some more resources and stuff. Mm -hmm. But as I continued playing draft, I found that I actually was good at it and that I enjoyed it more than ladder and. Um, so school on my side kicked in, so I didn't I didn't have enough time to ladder anymore. But draft, you don't have to, you know, like you said, there's no ladder. You don't have to sit there for hours each day trying to climb it. You just you can just uh, hop on, hop off whenever you want. And another part of it is this is there are some established archetypes or metas, I guess you could say, but mm -hmm. they're not as clearly defined as ladder. So every deck you play against every everything it's just sometimes it's just a new deck most time right it's a different deck it's refreshing there's no repeating and that's what kind of does it for me okay so uh, you would say that uh, 
you're not that much of a competitive player uh, anymore in in the ladder, uh, and uh, you have found, let's say, uh, your love in draft. You can uh, all of these qualities that you mentioned. Uh, it's more uh, uh, relaxed. You can hop on, hop off. Uh, and all of that. But uh, what about you, Toddy? Because uh, I'm sure you share uh, many of the qualities uh, uh, that uh, Arizona Kid mentioned, but uh, I have noticed that you're also, uh, every now and then, you're also quite uh, um, quite good in the ladder. You uh, you have your fair share of uh, top cut finishes. Um, so uh, what about you? What drives uh, your love uh, for draft? So honestly, my my love for draft kind of um, evolved throughout this. I came from Hearthstone, and I love playing draft in Hearthstone, you know. And I played Gwent and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think draft is just a fun mode in and of itself. Uh, so like Arizona, when I first started playing this game, I played a lot of draft to build a collection. Uh, and I always, when I used to play Hearthstone, I used to watch Kriparian. I don't know if you know who that is, mm-hmm. but he was a famous arena streamer. Uh, okay. for Hearthstone, and I really enjoyed watching his streams. Um, I think draft streams are very fun because they're not as repetitive as ladder streams, and I, I knew I, I wanted to start streaming just a little bit, and so I thought streaming draft would be more fun, and it's also more um, geared towards newer players or players building their collection, which is something I wanted to do um, because cards, especially a year ago when it just released, it had a very... Um, small amount of external content that new players could see and use to better their skills and better their uh, collections and that sort of thing. So I think draft is the great equalizer. You know, you can come in from another card game and you can play with the exact same collection that another person's playing with, that kind of pseudo-random collection. And Mm -hmm. so it allows you to use fundamentals and, uh, you know, basic understanding of things like tempo and hand advantage and uh, you know, draw dependence and that sort of thing to allow you to beat people whose collections you can't compare to. And a lot of these mainline meta decks have a lot of elite needs that a new player just can't, you know, can't keep up with. Especially if they're going to start releasing sets more often than just you know once mm. every six months or so. Um, it, it's going to be difficult for newer players to keep up. And so draft lets you play free to play in a very fun, more equal environment. Uh, and I think Arizona pointed out too, but I, I like the low time commitment as well. I've got other things going on in my life. So some months I, I go on ladder and ladder, other months I, I don't do it at all just because I don't have the time. So I, I really enjoy draft that you can just pick it up, come back to it. Um, and, you know, if if uh, 1939 would start taking draft more seriously as a game mode, I think you'd see a lot more um, of a competitive uh, slant come out in it, and I think players like you who are competitive could see draft as a viable play mode if 1939 made some adjustments to the way draft is done. Okay, it seems like uh, you have some uh, things to say about this, and uh, I'm gonna call you out uh, uh, to our listeners uh, because I have uh, uh, in every episode I do that. I prepare, let's say, some sort of uh, uh, some sort of draft uh, for the for the episode uh, to share with my co-hosts uh, before. Uh, uh, before we, uh, in order to prepare the episode, to to have a more or less uh, like a compass of uh, how we're gonna uh, talk and what to discuss in the episode, and I had prepared one for this episode as well. Uh, but uh, um, Toddy was, uh, I, I would say, he was kind of anxious about this. Uh, he he really really wanted to to give me the the best uh, content uh, possible, and uh, on top of that. Um, 
uh, he, he as I as I said, he he also has done amazing work in his server for uh, promoting draft and uh, uh, and uh, uh, communicating all his uh, his draft experience and everything. Uh, so for those two reasons, for uh, and. Out of pure respect for uh, uh, for you, Toddy, for, uh, for all of this, I, I really thank you for, for for both of them, both for the both for both for the content you are creating, which is amazing, uh, but also for your uh, anxiety to make uh, a good episode today. Uh, I'm gonna leave uh, I'm gonna leave it up to you, and uh, you 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 have the right uh, right now to just. Uh, uh, to continue this conversation uh, as you wish, like uh, you started talking about uh, uh, 1939 uh, taking uh, uh, the draft more seriously, uh, I'm sure you have a lot of things to say about this. Um, you're a draft veteran, so overall I think uh, you would have uh, a lot of things you would like to talk about draft. Uh, so why don't you um, give us a new starting point to say, let's say, to, uh, to continue here. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I think looking at draft, there's a lot of different things that 1939 could do to uh, give it a little bit more um, appeal to mm -hmm. the general player base. I think right now, and I, I think Arizona can, I, I'd love for, to Arizona to chime in just if you want to just jump in Arizona with your thoughts on it as well. Because um, Arizona right now, I think probably plays more draft than I do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I played a lot of draft. Um, it, it can become a little bit monotonous, especially when the meta gets more aggressively defined. Um, for example, you know, back maybe February or so of this year, it was a very defined U.S. dominant meta um, before the 75th Rangers nerf mm -hmm. and when Bolster was pre-nerf. And uh, it, it was a situation where U.S. just dominated draft and you were seeing us probably and i i don't have the internal numbers to validate this i think that's something that um, 1939 would be great if they released the internal numbers or there is some place that you could look them up or if there was an in-game balancing feature that helped guide the game towards having a more balanced nation selection in draft so for example if if you know, 40% of people are picking U.S. and Germany or 50% of people are picking U.S. or Germany mm -hmm. or whatever, then the other four nations are going to get brought up more to pick so that it naturally balances itself in terms of how many of each of the different nations are represented. And now I, I don't think it should be so um, cut in stone and weighted like that, but just that's just an example of a way that they could try to help curve the meta out to be more um, evenly balanced between the nations. And, and granted, the nations aren't equivalent in terms of how good they are. I, I think Arizona would certainly agree on that, um, mm. that, you know, Germany is definitely very, very strong right now. I think many of the uh, seasoned drafters would say Germany is the strongest right now just because um, in, you know, Breakthrough and Catalyst, they got so many massive tempo cards. And when they have... I mean, when they have cards that they can drop on the field, Scherzen is so good, obviously, like mm -hmm. you pointed out. Scherzen is just an amazing um, benefit to Germany where they didn't... Uh, it fills a gap that they didn't have that early armor, which is huge for tempo. I think another one that comes to mind is Panzer 3F is just incredibly strong right now in the in the German draft meta. And they're just very strong. So I don't think anyone's going to... Um, question how good us and germany are right now but at the same time i think there's still benefit to to 
smoothing out the curve on who plays what nations because you'll there'll definitely be times where you play and you know out of your seven eight or so nine games in a run you'll probably play germany five of them or six of them even sometimes and and i mean i can see that on my stream that there'll be nights where i play germany you know mm -hmm. 60 or 70 percent of the time even though obviously it's just one of five nations so i think um, doing something like that to just even balance out what we've currently got would be helpful but i don't know arizona do you have any thoughts i've got a lot of other ideas but it kind of goes from the the easiest smallest quality of life changes they can make to drastic overhauls of draft into a completely new mode that i think would appeal so uh, i don't want to just dominate the I conversation i don't think they should i don't think they should change the uh the percentages for the nation picks per se because if you change the percentages in the game is essentially it becomes who can get lucky and you know get germany and get to pick germany and play germany in the games right and that'll just make things even more one-sided in my opinion uh so if they are to change it i would i know they have done this in the past right they have shadow changed um a mm -hmm. lot of the cards mm -hmm. pick rates uh, uh, most of the artilleries actually and i mean if if i was 1939 i would probably do something like that or i would just try to balance out the cards just a little bit but i don't really know I, yeah, still, I, I don't think changing nation picks is the, uh, is the best solution for it, though. Um, you guys mentioned uh, you guys just mentioned something that uh, I wanted to ask you about actually because uh, I had seen a, um, like there was an announcement that they would uh, uh, they would be taking a series of actions to to balance draft or to to change some things in draft if, if I'm not mistaken, and mm. but uh, there was no follow up in, on that. I mean. Uh, I don't know what has happened exactly. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any input on this? Do you, do you know what, the, what this was about, and uh, uh, if 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 something was done, uh, how was it? Uh, was it uh, was it good? Was it bad? How would you say? So the way they changed it, they do not release the exact numbers. But if you play draft enough, you will be able to know. So when they changed it, they told us um, B seventeen and Avenger. Mm -hmm. Those two were the two biggest things that were going to have their pick rates drop. But what they did not talk about was all of the artilleries. So if you play draft frequently enough, you can tell that the, there is no artillery. So especially in turn two, like T-19, Type 88, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and Mate Howitzer, the 2-3 uh, the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They just kind of also the... Um, 45 millimeter anti-tank, 37 millimeter anti-air. They just took absolutely every single piece of artillery out of the game. So in the, like the last 50 or so draft games I played, I, I remember seeing artillery only twice, and that was in the same game against my opponent. So they just really took artillery out of the game, essentially. Right, and it's. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it happened back in March. And and I think it's it may even be an ongoing process. They just haven't really kept anyone abreast of what they've been doing, which I think is kind of the first problem um, when you're making such heavy-handed tuning changes. Because, I mean, if Arizona can play that many draft sessions, and I played a lot as well, and certain cards like, you know, the artillery that he mentioned, mm -hmm. like uh, Avenger and things like that, are it's not that they've been reduced. It's that they've almost been eliminated. I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen a Type 88 uh, anti-aircraft uh, from Japan, which is like one of my favorite cards, like I said. And it's it's unfortunate how little you see that card now because 
because they wanted to try to balance out powerful cards. Um, I, I think what they're trying to do is more so balance out the frustration that people get when they get stomped by artillery and draft, because obviously artillery is a very, very strong unit type in draft, just like bombers are, but even more so. And, you know, artillery gives you that tempo of not having to spend cards to remove other cards from the board. You just spend credits, which is obviously really important when you're mm -hmm. drafting and hand size is so important, much more important than in ladder because your deck isn't built to refill itself when it gets low. Mm -hmm. So it, it was... Um, I, I like what they're trying to do with that, and I wouldn't say I was angry at all by this the type of shadow nerfs that they made to to us and and things like that, because you know uh, seeing 75th Rangers less, which I think they reduced the drop rate for 75th Rangers as well, um, and other cards. I think there's quite a few cards, and it's hard to tell um, exactly which. It's just it's the easiest with the stronger artilleries because those would get picked almost every time you saw them. So it's easy to know, hey, there aren't as many um, T19 howitzers out there mm -hmm. anymore. Where where did they all go? But uh, it, communicating what they did to the community, I mean, it, Thomas just posted a little post in the Discord, which a, a large majority of people don't even view. So uh, it, I, I just don't think that's a, a great way of doing it so quietly without any sort of real comment from mm -hmm. the community and, and interaction with the community at all changing what I would call a very fundamental part of draft. Um, and I could see how it would lead to frustration for new players who are just starting to get, you know, a U.S. draft or a, a something, a Japanese draft, and really focusing on that a lot. And now that their pick rates have all changed, and all of a sudden they think, oh, man, I, I, I'm terrible at draft again, and I just can't build a good deck. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you have space to learn, but also the nations have been reshuffled. And... It's not it's not as clear cut that U.S. is a, the powerhouse anymore, and you know, kind of going down that line of thought. Okay, so um, so the problem is, let's say, mostly about uh, uh, communicating the uh, the changes that are that are happening. And uh, okay, so so if it was up to you, let's say, I'm sure you agree that uh, the the, the those kinds of cards like the artillery or the 75th rangers or the avengers or the avenger or, or anything um, they can be kind of problematic they, they are picked all the time um, what would you do let's say when you have um, if it was up to you uh, or if you have a, a nation that is so um, so dominant and so frequently picked um, what are some uh, things you, you could do uh, in order to, to balance this? So I, I think one of the things, and they've done it with 75th Rangers, so there's precedent for it, It's and other games have done it as well, is you can balance it. If you, it, it all depends on the philosophy of how you view draft within the game. If draft is a, is a peer to ladder, in other words, if you're going to view them in the same category of the game, i.e. a legitimate mode that's going to attract players in and of itself, um, I think a lot of people would view draft as a means to an end, not an end in itself. So you come to play draft to build a collection so that you can play ladder, rather than I come to play draft because I enjoy draft. So if it's if it's the former, you know, I, I and we're talking about ladder as kind of a subservient game mode, then you're not going to want to balance the game around, um, or excuse me, draft. You're not going to want to balance the game around draft. But they nerfed 75th Rangers just because it was so strong in draft, 
and it helped, you know, and and seventy fifth Rangers wasn't a dominant force uh, to that same degree and ladder, and yet they still came in and nerfed it so that it wouldn't be such a powerhouse and draft. And I think that is honestly a better, more tangible way to do it. Other games have done it as well, and um, treating draft like a legitimate game mode that needs to have some level of balance in it is. I think a step in the right direction. And now that doesn't mean that draft should be the dominant game mode or that they need to be balancing the entire game around draft, but there are small quality of life changes like that 75th Rangers that I think could be very helpful. Um, and, you know, adjusting pick rates and stuff could be helpful too with a bigger announcement and letting the community know this is what we're doing to draft and um, not just a post on the Discord, which is just not, doesn't have the same eye traffic that that they're going to get if they had an in-game announcement or something on Steam or, or something like that. I mean, obviously, a large part of the player base is, is from China, and uh, they're not going to read and see the this small post in an innocuous place within the Discord. And so it just seems very much like uh, we're just going to tweak this back end and no one's going to notice. And uh, that just seems to delegitimize draft. Okay, that's all. <clears throat> that's all very interesting. And uh, to be honest, yes, I, uh, there was a lot of uh, fuzz uh, when the 75th Rangers uh, was nerfed. Uh, people were like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be nerfing cards uh, based on uh, based on the draft." Uh, but I don't think it was like uh, like if if you if you're to play 75th Rangers in uh, constructed. I think the way they nerfed it, it was still good enough. I mean, uh, uh, it it still has a, a massive body and a, a very good effect. So if you have a um, if you have a deck that is somehow revolved around that, uh, I don't think that uh, reducing uh, slightly its defense uh, would um, would make a huge difference. Um, uh, what would you think about this, uh, Arizona Kid? I would say that it would actually. If you just change the stats among a little bit for some of the units, they will their the goes down significantly. It's just it's just how it is. So, um, one of the like oh this is a, for example right one of the most one of the best cards for Germany right now is uh Park Wolf one ninety right it's a five five draw card if you if you just took away that draw card or if you made it a four five instead it's power level just drop. Um, uh, also. I also disagree with how they sort of did the uh, the shadowness because they hit the U.S. Soviet and uh, Japanese artillery, but they left the British and uh, German artillery alive. So in, in draft, you'll see you'll see two pounders, you'll see seventeen pounders, you'll see medium guns, you'll see twenty five pounders, you'll see naval warfare, you'll see West Hummel, all that artillery, but none of the other nations get any artillery because they're so hard to find, right? So. That's something I really disagree with. I don't see why, you know, if you're going to hit artilleries, why not hit them? Just yesterday, I had a um, I had a draft with three Neville Warfers, and that just won me the game because mm -hmm. those one damage pings and then having the Neville Warfers stick on board, they're just so powerful, right? So, I mean, I just, I just I don't like how they changed the cards. Okay, um... Uh, that's all very very interesting. It's very uh, it's very interesting to hear your uh, uh, your thoughts about this. I'm sure your um, your opinions are 
uh, are very important uh, as as draft veterans as to how uh, draft should be um, should be handled uh, in the game overall how it should be how it should be treated. Um, uh, is there anything else that uh, either of you would like to? Um, uh, we've obviously touched the subject of uh, uh, balancing draft and how draft is uh, um, is uh, let's say viewed and uh, perceived by uh, by the developers. Is uh, does uh, any any one of you wants to to add something to that? So yeah, sure. Um, so this is something that 1939 has told me, so which is that since they're working on the new expansion, they have stopped balancing draft. So they've take they shifted all attention away from balancing draft back over to working on the new expansion. So there is that. But I mean that means draft in its current state, it won't change for a good bit until this expansion is done, right? And that kind of I don't mean really, I know how I feel about that, because on one hand yeah, you do need to work on the new expansion, but on the other hand, you're just you're changing something about draft, but you're not you're not completing it 100, percent and you you just like you're leaving it unfinished, and then you're going to work on something else. Right? So it's just I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree 100 percent that it, draft is definitely an afterthought in cards, and it's unfortunate. And I think draft has. Uh, Drafting the the deck is one of the most fun parts of draft. I don't know. I think Arizona would probably agree. Mm -hmm. But drafting through a deck and having that um, level of RNG in it is very fun because you know when you've got a full collection, um, it you know opening packs isn't doesn't do anything because you've got all the cards. So it, I I don't really care if I get an elite or uh, uh, anything or a double elite even in in a pack because I've already got them all. So it's just you know it was dust and now it just goes into the crate and uh, so there's no uh, excitement in that. But drafting a deck, you still get a little bit of excitement like oh sweet there's a Leopold or you know oh sweet I can't believe I got an Avenger that's insane Avenger is it's like a gold Monty like I it's it's very rare in draft so. I, I still think it's very fun, and it's a mode that there's a lot of different things they could do to liven it up. I think there's a lot of different things they could do to make it more interactive between the players. There's a lot of things they could do to encourage people to play draft again as a legitimate game mode, not just as an afterthought or as something you do when you've got a couple of minutes. Um, like Arizona said, it just has such a, a reduced time commitment that it it would appeal, especially when they get mobile out. And, you know, people are just going to want to play one-off games or, or two-off games while they're waiting at a bus stop or something. Um, draft, or they can sit there and draft a deck for later. And it's fun, and you don't have to spend, you know, hours grinding ladder and playing, you know, 100 or 200 games a month to even be competitive in uh, the scene that, you know. But it, 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 again, goes into a lot of fundamental changes that they would have to make relating to things like data sharing, relating to things like um, revamping the reward system, uh, revamping the way that players interact. If you could, um, there are, you know, you could make different modes of draft. Uh, there's a lot of different options that they would have within that space of, of especially now that they're introducing this tournament mechanic into the game. And, and it's, you know, still very in its infancy. Um, but like Arizona said, it's, it's, frustrating that because their dev team is so small and because 1939 outsources so much of their programming it always seems like a decision to work on a part of a game is binary 
it's always, do we work on the new set or do we fix problem X? Do we work on the new set or do we fix problem Y? And that's why mobile's on the back burner. That's why draft is on the back burner. That's why the Mac client is on the back burner. And the excuse that they always give us, which is not illegitimate, but it, it, the excuse is, well, we're working on the new set. You know, and that's great. And the new set brings them money and I'm all for that. And I want them to succeed, obviously, as a, a company and as a, a game. I want cards to be successful and have a large user base. But if we keep using new sets and new expansions or mini expansions as the excuse to put off balancing changes or um, enhancements of already existing uh, material, it there's it's going to be a problem, you know? And people are going to get frustrated. And I know a lot mm -hmm. of people. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I know a lot of people, I mean, on this on the stream and I know Arizona is both very active in the discord as well. Not just my discord, but the main discord um, being a mod on there, as well as the Twitch community. You know, a lot of I've seen a lot of people on my stream who are who are good drafters or who come and watch a stream and they get, you know, bored with the game. And uh, if they like playing draft, draft isn't draft does not stay engaging uh, over the long term if there aren't some you know significant changes made. And... Oh, so what would you? Uh, because it's a, it's a very interesting uh, topic that you uh, that you're mentioning here. Like, how would you make uh, the draft more engaging? How would you make more feel like less? The problem that I have personally in draft is what you mentioned earlier. It feels it feels kind of repetitive. And uh, mm -hmm. if you have a full collection, um, it doesn't seem so rewarding. And um, if you are of competitive nature, like uh, like I am, and you want to see some uh, some sort of uh, like seeing yourself doing better than others, which is uh, the nature of being uh, competitive, um, you don't find these in draft. So uh, lately, when I'm drafting a little bit more often, I'm I'm trying to find joy in uh, in the small things like uh, the deck building or um, trying to make a, a nice a nice deck, a nice combination of cards and everything. But overall, how would you make the draft? Uh, what would you propose to make it more appealing to to a, to to a larger uh, pool of players, including the ones that uh, uh, already have a full collection? So the the one the one thing, and I'll, I'll answer part of it because I, I I could talk about this for a long long time. A lot of it's just you know uh, shooting the breeze, if you will, because I don't really know for sure. I've never designed a card game, and it's so easy for me to sit here from my uh, desk and say, oh, this is how I'd fix it. Of course, I know all the answers, and it's definitely not that easy. You know, I'm not clairvoyant, and I can't see the future as to what is and isn't going to work. Um, I think at the very basic level, I think there needs to be some of the classic things that people talk about, you know, a draft leaderboard every month talking about win percentages on draft for one would be very helpful. Um, uh, sharing more percentages about how much each nation is used so you can take pride in using the least popular nation to get a complete draft. I think that would be something very small that they could do. Um, even things like showing your opponent's current record during the games, I think would be helpful because there's going to be more enjoyment, I think, or more uh, kind of uh, 
what you call it, Schadenfreuden or whatever. The idea of if an, if your opponent is at six and two and you beat him, so you stopped your opponent from getting a seven win draft. I think there's going to be some enjoyment there, just saying like I was his final boss and I stopped him because <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I, I'm better than him. Not really, obviously, because draft there's so many variables, but that's what the player thinks to themselves. Like I was this guy's final challenge and he was not able to beat me and i i think that would be really enjoyable for a lot of players to go out there hunting and and that's just the basic 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 easy already in the code stuff that they could probably do very easy to add those types of quality of life in draft now the the draft leaderboard is not they'd have to build that and it would be more difficult but i mean now that they already have the rankings and stuff showing in ladder there's already a mechanic in there that they should be able to repurpose into draft to allow that type of of data sharing to be um, brought in you know obviously somebody's gonna have to go in there and develop it but it's not some new or novel concept um, i think there's a lot of other things that they could do that's just the ground level basic stuff sharing more data providing more data on your opponent as you see them in the game uh, and in the individual matches and uh, and then allowing you to to make more informed decisions about the level of difficulty that you're giving yourself. So, you know, 10% of people pick Soviet and draft. So I'm going to become a Soviet drafter and I'm going to only draft Soviet to show that I can I'm best with the deck that no one plays with that kind of thing. Um, that sounds actually very interesting. And uh, before we we move on to Arizona Kid, because I really want to hear his opinion as well, uh, I would like to add something of my own on this, because I think it fits um, the what you're saying about uh, the little things, the, the small basic things that you can do. I think a basic thing that you can do is the ability to copy the deck code of the draft, mm -hmm. of the draft deck, mm -hmm. because then you can publish it and uh, you can talk about this like... Uh, uh, I, I made these uh, decisions based on that and this and that and I chose this to combo with that and I chose that because uh, when you do it on stream, okay, you can you can talk about it uh, uh, at that time. But uh, once the, dra the draft is over, the, the deck disappears. And mm. I, I think if uh, if there was the ability to 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 copy mm. it and, and share it somehow, uh, uh, that would also make a, an overall mo a more a more uh, interesting uh, drafting experience. Like uh, like okay, I have seen that I have studied the draft. I have seen that uh, these are the the established strategies. This this is, this is what the most players do. This is what the experts do. Can I find maybe uh, some way to combine uh, two nations that are um, uh, not so usual together? Like, like in, in the same logic with uh, with what you propose to to do some small uh, some small changes uh, some small additions that uh, that could help. Th this is what I would do personally. And uh, what would you say, Arizona Kid? I would say change the reward system. That's that's the biggest thing by far. Like Definitely. The current reward system it doesn't appeal to people who have full collections or even a decently sized collection, right? I would. I mean, I uh, the. I don't know how exactly I would do it, but I'd probably change it to something. So, you know, maybe you get some more cosmetics, right? Maybe you'll get one mm -hmm. guaranteed gold card, right? Um, or maybe if you if they go up to like fifteen wins or something, right? Or if they just if there's just like an achievement somewhere, it's like you know you get, I don't know, you get fifty or a hundred total like seven win drafts or whatever, how many ever win drafts you get to pick one free table prop of your choice, right? I mean, it's just stuff like that. That would, I, I think that would make it really more appealing to not mm -hmm. only the um, the more experienced players, but also some of the newer players and free-to-play players who don't 
who either don't have the money to spend or don't really want to spend the money, but they still want the cosmetics. I see. Yeah, and I think something. I see. I think something else along those lines is something that actually applies to the ladder as well, and I have actually proposed it uh, uh, on an article in my blog. Um, is if if somehow the the result that you that you get either from the ladder or from the draft is if they accumulate it somehow. Um, like I was proposing this mostly because um, on the ladder until recently at least, uh, after you reach the field marshal. Um, then there was nothing else to, to hope for unless you were aiming for uh, the top 12, uh, which was uh, the entrance to the Officers Club Championship, uh, which is in, an insane thing to do. I mean, it needs a lot of time to and a lot of practice and a lot of everything to, to, to aim for the top mm-hmm. 12. Uh, and uh, now, they, now they changed that to top the th- uh, 36, and that's, uh, that's very welcome. It's much better. Um, but there are still a lot of players that uh, are top level, in my opinion. They have nothing to, to fear from uh, uh, the established uh, top players uh, of the OCC. But they don't have the time to, to grind that much. And um, uh, you, can still st- uh, you can still see them there on the top 100 every now and then. And uh, maybe if your uh, scores uh, on the ladder, uh, if they accumulated somehow and they could count for something... Uh, for example, the, for the qualification to the World Cup, or I don't know, like if you if we had a, a universal uh, ELO system that would uh, uh, that wouldn't reset or that would reset uh, less uh, frequently than uh, once a month, uh, I think uh, that would also be good. And maybe something like that could be applied on, on draft too, if you could have your results accumulated and uh, count for something. I don't know what you guys think about this. Yeah, I mean. The, the thing that I would want to avoid with it, and a lot of the stuff Arizona said, revamping the reward system is like, a, I mean, I was talking about just the basic, basic stuff. Revamping the reward system is an absolute must, not only increasing the win cap, but like Arizona said, varying up the rewards. But uh, what I don't, I wouldn't want draft to turn into is a copy of ladder. In other words, the person who plays the most games is now at the top of the leaderboard. Um, so it's a situation where if if they started tracking all draft play, then so there was like a leaderboard of how many seven wins you have in a month, it would just turn into another version of ladder where the person who played the most drafts is going to have the highest position on the, the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's a crude that's a crude comparison because obviously certain people to get, you know, top 10 or top four or whatever they're going for on ladder. Uh, they're not going to have to play a huge amount of games compared to a person who's not as good as them because their win rate is higher. And, you know, if you've got an 85% win rate or an 80% win rate, you're going to have to win a lot fewer games. And if you have a, you know, the bare, bare minimum, like a 67 or a 70% win rate uh, to, you know, climb up to those highest, highest ranks. And, you know, I, I've I've made the ladder grind a, co- a couple of seasons very aggressively and then some other seasons um, more casually and it it is a huge time sink that you know people who have families people who have uh, demanding careers just can't do it and and cards the player base is a lot older than a lot of similarly situated games just because of the content you know the world war ii theme is going to appeal to an older audience that a lot of times the fantasy theme doesn't appeal to as much so um, but yeah revamping rewards i think is the very um, is like just above the baseline tier. And I, I think they could do even more than that. One thing, and I, 
whenever you're, whenever it's a good time to share it, I have an idea for how they could revamp both the reward system and change draft a little bit to make it more enjoyable. And I, I wanted to pitch. I've never told Arizona this either, even though Arizona's on the stream all the time. I've been holding <laughs> it, waiting because I wanted to get his idea for it. Okay, let's not spoil but, it now. Then uh, keep it to yourself. Okay. And uh, when you're ready, okay. you will uh, share with us. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I just think, it, like, I, I don't want to rehash everything Arizona said, but I 100% agree that we need to revamp the reward system for sure to make to make it more engaging. And I do think cosmetics is a great way to do it. Uh, and it would make it appeal to a, a broader audience and, and allow it to give it a little bit more novelty when you're getting these props. And uh, especially, you know, even small quality of light things like being able to use those props in those um, uh, card backs specifically in draft would be, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to allow the players to pick up a, a card back when they're drafting their deck, but that's not something that they've, um, you know, allowed us to do. And, you okay. know, there's, there's a lot of options yeah, yeah, of, of things that they could. Of course, that's all, that all sounds very, very interesting. It's, uh, I'm very happy that you uh, guys have thought, have put uh, uh, so much thought into this and uh, you have a lot uh, to contribute, actually. And uh, yeah, of course, we, we cannot be perfect. We cannot know for sure uh, what, we, what would be the best solution. Uh, but yet, uh, we're the players. We're just uh, suggesting stuff based on our experience. And... Um, um, uh, whatever good can come out of this is is of course uh, uh, welcome. Okay, so guys, uh, we have talked a lot about uh, revamping the draft and uh, what's uh, what's uh, what's best for draft. But uh, let's not uh, let's not keep it in a completely let's say instructional or uh, negative uh, um, a negative atmosphere. Um, I would I would just like to I would just like you to talk. Um, uh, about uh, I don't know if you if you have something else in mind like uh, like if you if uh, what do you think uh, our listeners w- would like to hear about draft uh, I'm sure we have uh, a lot of draft uh, uh, a lot of uh, new players in the draft that are listening right now and maybe they would be dying to hear uh, I don't know some uh, tips on your part or uh, regarding the philosophy of draft and everything um, do you, I, I'm sure you have uh, uh, some things to say about uh, about that as well. So uh, yeah, once again, I will leave I will leave the floor to you as you see fit. <laughs> All right. So my draft philosophy for no matter which nation it is, well, yeah, for no matter which nation it is, is you want a decent amount of early game. You want maybe a fourth or a third of your deck centered around three, one, and two drops, and then you're gonna want a lot of mid games, so three, four, five drops. Five drops are a bit late game, and you're going to need some of those as well. So you want, like, usually how I split it is about sort of like a third or a fourth in uh, for the mid game. Half of my deck is, uh, but not the mid game, the early game. Half of my deck is for the mid game, and then the rest of it is for the late game, right? And what that does is, is it allows you to establish the board, right, in the early game, and then follow it up with a very powerful mid game. And then lastly, you can kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's 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 the word for it? End it. I'll just just end it in the late game with the uh, with whatever cards you have, right? And then you're also gonna want to split your deck, right? So like the ideal percentage is a thirty ten, so thirty units and ten orders, but that's not really strict. I mean, you can 
float around a bit with it. You have games where you have eight or nine ordered, you have games where you have 14 or 15, but if they're good orders, you can definitely make it work. You can you can definitely get seven wood drafts with it. Um, yeah, that's sort of my draft philosophy. You, you also want a uh, good amount of removal, and I, uh, 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 it's a very controlling uh, philosophy for draft. So in Bladder, you might, you know, play aggro, blush your face, right? Um, you might try to get a burst of fire on something, go for face. You don't do that in draft. In draft, you take whatever cards are best. You take what can get your value. You don't go for niche combos that may or may not work because they're just very inconsistent. You can't build an archetype in draft. So what you have to do is just kind of take uh, what comes to you and then make it work. That's my draft philosophy. But you also have to play control, fade very well, and... That's how I win my game. So. Let me let me take this, to this opportunity to just uh, mention something because you you mentioned removal, and uh, what I like in draft is that uh, uh, there is not that it's not just full of removal. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there is a lot of removal, but uh, lately the the, the constructed uh, the constructed uh, gameplay has just too much removal for me. I mean, it, it's too efficient it, and it's too much, especially if you uh, if you take into account the latest uh, Italian search, which has uh, Lion for a Day and La Decima and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's full of removal to an extent that you cannot play anything unless it's too aggressive or too controlling. You cannot play anything in the middle. You cannot play an air deck like uh, like you mentioned Burst of Fire. You remember the, the Burst of Fire uh, Japan-Germany air deck mm-hmm. that in, mm-hmm. uh, was around in December. It was a fantastic deck. I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But you cannot play it now because every single one of your planes gets removed. Nothing, nothing can survive. Nothing. So it's either Super Blitz or uh, uh, or just uh, uh, control, 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 and uh, research or super heal that is now Mare Nostrum. But in draft, you don't have this uh, removal extravaganza. It's like, and more often you will be forced to pick out uh, uh, more balanced removal, like the what is it, the Soviet one that lets you choose between uh, uh, a nerfed hammer and uh, another option I don't remember that gives minus. Uh, what? Sorry. Barrage. Yeah, yeah, barrage. Yeah, so uh, you might be forced to pick something like that. So at least in draft the situation with the removal, it's it's much more uh, uh, much more appealing. Mm-hmm. Also, in in draft, you 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 can actually see your units do the, what they're supposed to do. It's just it's not just instantly removed. You can see your units trading, right? And you actually have to think about how your units trade. It's not black and white. Use removal on this. Do that, right? You, you have to think, you actually have to think about how to trade your units. You have to predict enemy plays. You have to predict counter magic. You got to play around them. So that's, that's one, one of the reasons why I just really like draft because, I mean, there's so much skill and piloting that goes into it. I mean, not to say the people on ladder don't, are great pilots, but in draft, it's just something that you just have to consider much, much more often. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. What about you, Toddy? What, what would your thoughts be on this? On the philosophy? I, I mean, there is. Yeah, I, I'm with Arizona that I think you play draft for tempo and you play draft for good trades rather than going for face. Um, another, the kind of baseline thing that I tell everyone when they're just starting out with draft is you kind of got to pay attention to the big three mechanics in, in any card game, but in, in cards is the idea of you have hand size, you have life, and you have uh, the tempo on the board. And if you build a car, uh, a deck that has sufficient draw, 
that has a, a good amount of high tempo cards. And then like Arizona was talking about, has a good deck curve or it has good balance to the deck. So you're not, you know, all mid range or all late game or all bombers or something like that. Um, and you build a balanced deck. I think those are the three biggest aspects and kind of the three biggest pillars. And I think the biggest one is hand size that when if a new player focuses on getting the strongest cards or the biggest cards at the cost of um, sacrificing draw, I think a lot of times they're going to be in a situation where they find themselves top decking. And top decking is the blight of any draft player because you have a deck, it's not all the cards that you'd want to be in that deck, and now you only get to draw one of them per turn, and it, it, it's a situation where you're going to lose pretty quickly. Um, whereas, you know, if you're playing in ladder and, and you just need a tiny bit more damage with Jagro, or you've got a bunch of Lend Leases in your deck or something, um, if you're, you know, British Control, then top decking might not be the end of the world as long as you're not against a hand attack deck. So uh, I think if people would focus more on picking draw cards and picking high, high te uh, value tempo cards, like half track, I think half track is is probably my favorite US card in draft, just because the amount of tempo you get from a half track is just insane. You know, you bounce a, a Spitfire Mark V um, or, you know, heaven forbid, a Tempest or something huge like that. Uh, you're going to get so much value. You know, your opponent buffs a fighter. You're, they've got a big Corsair in the back line and they buff it and you bounce that Corsair. You you get a huge amount of value. And um, if you can, you know, wait and bait out a stand fast and then bounce that with half track, you get a huge amount of value. And so the idea that you can bait your opponent into a big tempo play for yourself is something I really love about draft that, you know, is readily available in ladder. But because ladder has such a tightly controlled win condition, you know, every deck has a much clearer win condition that the the smaller nuances become or they can become muted in a rock, paper, scissors match. Because a lot of ladder turns into a statistical rock, paper, scissors match, whereas draft is not like that. It's not like German decks always beat British decks, British decks always beat Soviet decks in draft. It just doesn't work like that because everything's so uh, muddled compared to the finely tuned decks that you see in ladder. So that's what I, I really like. And Arizona touched on that earlier, but the idea that um, you're having to play with a lot of novel cards that you normally wouldn't play with, and you're getting the effects out of those cards, which if they were effective in ladder, they'd be used in ladder. So um, you're that, making... that would be kind of yeah. my... Yeah, yeah, sorry. F finish up, yeah. No, no, I mean, that's yeah. it. The, those yeah. are the kind of the three pillars, and yeah. I've got a lot of other ideas of what, you know, goes into a good draft, you know, using a good tier list, mm -hmm. um, trying to trying to disassociate yourself from the ideas of this card's good in ladder, so it must be good in draft, that sort of thing. But those are kind of the three main yeah. things, trying to build a deck that has good draw, a deck that has high tempo cards, and a, and a deck that has, you know, it synergizes itself. So a good curve, um, a good balance of units and orders, that sort of thing would be my tips to a new player. But I would agree with Arizona that a draft philosophy of control before you go to the face is definitely my preferred play style as well, which not everyone agrees with. But it, I think it's something that, you know, returns dividends in terms of wins. I think uh, I think you're making a lot of excellent points uh, overall. And uh, I, I would like to... to... Uh, regarding what you said, I think uh, uh, we could all agree that actually, because you mentioned uh, a lot of uh, such uh, examples, uh, like uh, using a half track to to bounce uh, a buffed unit uh, or something, like with uh, stand fast or, or anything. Um, 
I think draft um, uh, both in the in the piloting but also in the deck building uh, is an excellent opportunity to to sharpen your uh, uh, your skills in in cards overall your 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 uh, your uh, knowledge of the fundamentals and um, uh, for, for example uh, I myself when it's before a a major tournament I like to play um, a few drafts here and then just to you know to to freshen up my uh, my fundamentals of cards for example. Uh, buffing a unit while it is in the support line, uh, it's not a good practice overall because it's uh, subject to to bouncing, to bouncing. Um, and in draft you can see this uh, all the time. Uh, and the same goes with the, the deck building and everything. Uh, so I really think it's it's beneficial to uh, and not just to to new players, uh, but also to to more experienced ones to 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 play a few drafts uh, uh, every now and then. Because uh, as Arizona put it uh, earlier, it's it's what the the cards are supposed to do. So you have to think optimally uh, how to trade. You have to to think uh, optimally uh, what to deploy, what to move, and uh, to play around countermeasures and everything. And um, uh, even though in, on the ladder and in constructed, the things are uh, much more closed, uh, more, more of a closed system, and everything is more, uh, let's say, predetermined. Um, in the important matches, like in tournaments or in the final days of the ladder, um, you're going to have to make a lot of these decisions because every decision counts. Uh, but it's it's very easy if you have um, uh, learned your deck uh, on autopilot. Uh, like if you play a deck for a very long time, uh, like you do some moves, uh, you know, blindly, just because you're supposed to do it like that. But uh, when when every detail counts, it's not always like that. You have to be careful. You have to recalculate every time uh, if this is the optimal trade, if I should go face now or anything. And uh, as I said, this is in constructed. So if if you practice draft uh, a little bit more often, uh, I think this this can actually help uh, make you a better player, uh, even in constructed. I don't know what you if you if you guys agree with me on that. No, I think that's true. It is definitely true because in draft you have to learn how to pilot. In in ladder you you can. If you get too used to a deck, you just play that deck. But in la uh, in draft, it teaches your mind to be flexible and know what countermeasures, what to play against, how to play it. And once you take that back into ladder, it really helps a lot. And one thing to add to that too is in ladder, you know, and I'm sure Kowalski, you're very familiar with this um, kind of philosophy of, of any card game. Usually there's an aggressive deck and there's a less aggressive deck as long as it's not a mirror match. In, in ladder, most of the time, one of the decks will be the deck that's trying to push the victory, and one of the deck will be the decks that's trying to control. So, you know, if it's Jagger versus Hand Attack, Hand Attack's trying to stable, stabilize it out. Um, if it's Brit Air versus uh, Ramp, Ramp mm -hmm. is trying to stop the Brit Air. Yeah. They're not trying to win, they're trying to stop them. Draft, it's much more fluid. Draft, you have to figure out who's the aggressor and who's the defender as you're playing. You don't go into the match knowing it. You look at things like how many cards did my opponent mulligan? What nation is my opponent? Are they Britain? Are they going to be slow? Or are they Germany? Are they going to be fast or Japan? So you have to figure out, am I the aggressor here or is is he the aggressor? And change your play based on that. Whereas if you're playing Jagger and Ladder, you're you're always the aggressor. You're never going to be you know, uh, the you're never going to be the defender, even if you're in a mirror match. So that's also another area of draft that's more flexible and requires more intuition as to what's happening on this individual game.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, there is a uh, there is a point in uh, what you say, and uh, I'm glad you you brought this up. It's a, uh, it's actually very uh, very much to the point. Uh, we have actually, um, what I would like to, to say now is that we have uh, talked a lot about draft and um, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me it was a very interesting discussion and uh, um, like as a non-draft player, as a, as a draft casual, let's say, uh, it, it actually, I feel like it has made me a little bit more engaged in draft. And uh, let's say when we when we close this now, and when I uh, when I find some time uh, later, uh, maybe I will enter the draft again just to uh, to to sharpen up. And uh, I hope uh, um, I hope I, uh, we had the, the same effect uh, on our listeners too. Uh, but uh, before we close, uh, I think uh, we have a little more time. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have uh, prepared anything else you would like to talk about. But there is something I would like to ask you about uh, in draft, uh, because we have talked about it. Uh, it uh, it connects to a previous episode where we talked about uh, uh, some shortcomings in the design of the game. Um, so uh, how some parts of the game are not so frequent. You don't see it that often, and it makes you wonder uh, what is the purpose in their game. Um, and uh, on that episode, we talk about um, uh, the minor nations, and uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to to hear your your opinions about uh, the minor nations uh, in draft. Oh, for me, don't ever touch them. They're not they're not good um, unless you're forced to kind of take them. But usually, usually speaking, any of the major nations is better than the allies or the minor nations. It just it's just not worth it. I mean, you could go Italy and hope you get a Ledechima, but I mean, it's draft. It's not. It's not ladder. It's not very consistent. So I, I just wouldn't. That's that's kind of how I view them. And in my experience, actually, Italy after the recent buffs, I think Italy is a viable pick now. Um, and I, I would disagree. I, I think France is still a little bit more niche, um, with a lot of their cards being still pretty low quality, but. Italy got enough, uh, especially with those new, what is it, six Alpine, um, the guard Alpine. I have yeah, yeah, that's a lot a good, of that's Italian a good deck. It's so good in draft. Um, and and I, I've seen, it it's definitely has not been an uncommon experience to have an opponent where it's like, did they get an, an Alpine deck? What is going on here? Why am I seeing so many Alpines? And yeah, you know, anytime you're playing with a, a tribe or a keyword, uh, you don't really want to try to make a deck around that, and I wouldn't encourage anyone um, to go out and and you know let's make an Alpine deck in draft. Like don't don't do that. But that six Alpini regiment is strong. It's a it's a common card, and I I've seen a lot. And now that you know now that Italy has some really good targeted removal options, um, and really uh, I think it opens up a lot of what they're doing. You know they do have the weak cards, Call of the Colonies, Fiat. Uh, the small fiat, rather the CR. Um, but overall, you know, Belongno Regiment's great. Lion for a day is a beast. Uh, Human Torpedo's good. Livorno's good. Six Alpini. I, I think Italy um, is is more viable than Arizona gives it credit for. And I think, especially somebody of Arizona's skill, I think if you played with Italy a little bit more, uh, AZ, I think you'd I think you'd <laughs> see that they're not as bad as as they were in the past. So I, I, I so it's fired. So it's fired. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm actually uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Arizona kid. What what would you say? Uh, nah, he's right. 
Um, so for me, I have a very clearly defined way of playing that, right? So I wouldn't, a lot of the nations I don't touch. Like, yeah. um, for sure, for sure, it's a risk. Game. For sure, it's a risk to pick, to pick Italy. No, no matter if it has mm-hmm. been buffed or anything, it's a, uh, it's a big risk to pick it. But like, uh, if they introduce like a new way where you can play draft for free, but you don't earn anything from it, I would definitely go out then and then try to te- mess around a bit with draft, test out some new things. But I mean, as it stands right now, I'm still kind of built up my collection, so that's why I kind of don't go for some <laughs> of the more riskier ones. Yeah, yeah. But I'm actually glad that uh, at, uh, at least uh, Toddy gives some uh, uh, some credit to uh, to Italy because I have a, a wild story to to share, let's say. And uh, yeah, yeah. What uh, that is uh, that involves in Italy in draft actually, and it was. Uh, um, it was uh, when uh, breakthrough was uh, the first uh, breakthrough uh, was released. The first mm-hmm. uh, uh, when uh, I, when I saw Lion for a day, I was uh, um, uh, I was astonished. Like this is mm-hmm. I made this mm-hmm. is an amazing card. So um, mm-hmm. okay, I entered the draft and I picked uh, USA main. And uh, out of the out of the let's say of the ally, I was given Italy. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe I can hit a lion for a day, just just for the for the sake of it to see what it looks like. And I pick nice. I pick Italy. And um, at some point, I get uh, I get the option to get uh, the full set of L640. And I mm. I could see that I had <laughs> some uh, I had a couple of supply shipments in in my deck already and uh, something like the 17th regiment, so I, I said okay what the hell I will go for it, I, I pack the I pack the four uh, L640, uh, I find even more uh, even more uh, buff in the in the deck I think I find oh, also I think even I find uh, the full set of uh, of supply shipment I find some uh, users I find uh, greyhounds with sermons. So I end up with a full L640 deck, like no joke. Yeah, it, it was like it was like 70% uh, or 80% same as a standard L640 deck, and uh, I proceed to win the draft within 30 minutes at a 7-1 uh, uh, record, and um, I even pulled some very good uh, elites. I think uh, I think I got a golden sexton out of the out of the packs or anything. So uh, overall, this is my best draft experience so far. Uh-huh. I I know it was a terrible choice what I what I tried to do, and <laughs> it, it worked out for me for some reason. Uh, but I just wanted to, to share it with you. It was it was really nice. It was really fun, uh, and I was wondering if you guys have any similar uh, wild experience like. Uh, uh, you would like to share if you remember anything or something that pissed you off uh, very much dude uh, well, it's always sorry go Arizona go yeah more often than not I'm on the receiving end of stuff like that so I mean yesterday <laughs> there was a guy with this is what uh, six infantry from Japan the other two two they were all posterior guy right mm-hmm. and the guy mm-hmm. put juggernaut on it knocked me out with students, <laughs> like I can't then you got games where they put like, or they drop a Leopold, Nebel, or whatever, put um a uh, what you gonna call it, the uh the Panzer Grenadiers, the Fury guy on it, and they just yeah yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's not fun, but yeah, those are probably my worst experiences. Although they're not really that bad. Like you come across them what once every ten twenty games, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the the extreme deck synergy is always memorable when you go against that. The I, I there was one time I think I, I had a guy in one game play all four of the six Alpinis. And I was just like, what is going on? How did how did he get so much Alpine? What is what is happening right now? And it's always yeah. it's always yeah. the worst when they have a, a minor nation ally and they're just stomping you out. Yeah, it's like well. <laughs> One of the things I hate most in drafts is like the guys who brings a full stack of Force Marines, a bunch of Third Marines, and then they will also throw in a couple of Rangers in there, and mm -hmm. they just body you turn after turn mm -hmm. after. Yeah. Like no matter mm -hmm. how efficiently you trade, you just get bodied so hard you can't do anything. You can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I just before we we started the the episode, I was playing a draft and. Uh, I just lost a, a draft because of that. I mean, uh, you could even tell that my opponent had no idea what he was doing. He was just <laughs> he was just falling for my entrapments, for God's sake. Uh, yet he got to do his... Uh, he opened bolster, he opened the, the sixth marines, or what is it called? The, the sixth, sixth infantry and yeah, everything. Fourth, yeah, fourth. Yeah. The fourth mm -hmm. marines, anyway. Uh, so, yeah... Uh, it looks like uh, today's gain has, uh, uh, on a closing remark, uh, he would love to pitch his idea for a new draft mode. Uh, so why don't we close with this uh, real quick? All right, Arizona, uh, Kowalski, think about this. All right, I don't. Want, I'm not trying mm -hmm. to change the world here. Of course. But I want to add something. I want to add something special. So what I would propose is. They take the existing scaffolding. They would revamp the reward system, like Arizona talked about. You know, put a nine reward, a nine win, or a twelve win ceiling, or whatever you want to put. And then, once that's done, you would allow players to compromise their deck to continue playing past the the ceiling. So I'd call it like draft incursions or something like that. And it would just be like a, a, an event. It wouldn't be um, like a new standalone mode, but it would be in addition to draft that would be permanent. And so the idea would be that you, once you've reached the maximum number of wins, so say it's seven wins in this case, you could compromise parts of your deck. So you could remove 10 cards at random from your deck at the start of the game. You could remove eight HP from your uh, headquarters at the start of the game, or you could you know, put a cap on credits, like a 10 credit cap or an 11 credit cap. So you couldn't go up. So you just handicap yourself. And obviously your opponent will see this and they'll see that you are, what uh, for what you would ever want to call it like an incursion or you're behind enemy lines at this point to kind of go with the theme of world war ii your supply lines are short you clearly have reduced resources because you've won so much with this deck and it creates like super rewards once you've done that like tokens that you can buy uh unique um cosmetics that you can't get anywhere else you can only get them through this mode if you can get say three more wins through this incursion so the way i had in my mind would be a person would first start the first thing that they would do is they would lose 10 cards off their deck so it would be uh you know a, a 29 card deck instead of the 39 cards and then the next stage would be they'd lose the hp and then the final stage would be they'd lose the deck the hp and the credits and that would be alerted to your opponent so your opponent would see hey my opponent is on an incursion right now or whatever you want to call it that's just the name that i picked and if your opponent beats you in an incursion they get some reward for that as well so then it's like you're out looking for people behind enemy lines and so every time you queue up for a draft, you're hoping that, oh, my opponent's name is going to be lit up in red or whatever color would designate, hey, this person has already won seven wins or nine wins or whatever the maximum amount of wins is. And it's like a bonus, uh, a bonus for the person playing them. So then it becomes not only uh, not only a situation where the the person who's playing the incursion or whatever is 
playing for an increased reward. Now your opponent is also playing for that increased reward. So it creates a little bit of uh, an incentive to go out and search for these people as well. And so you could get points or tokens or whatever for stopping incursions, and you could get them for winning them, which could be then used to to get cosmetics and, and things like that, which it would, again, it would keep the same scaffolding. It's not changing the world, but it um, using the current game as they have, I feel like they'd make it a lot more entertaining, it, especially it, to watch and play. It, it adds some spice. It adds some spice to, yeah. the, to the game. Yeah, I, I always like uh, radical ideas, and uh, uh, I really like your idea, Toddy, so <laughs> thank you for uh, for sharing it with, with us. Uh, and I'm sure if you uh, uh, if you develop it a little bit more, you will uh, post it on uh, your server and everything, and uh, I will make sure to, to check it out and uh, uh, popularize it uh, as much as possible, because uh, I really like uh, this kind of idea. Uh, okay, so uh, we've been going on for uh, quite some time. It's been uh, one hour and uh, twelve minutes. Uh, uh, that brings us uh, to the end of this uh, of this episode. Uh, it's been a real blast for me, guys. Uh, I, I really want to thank you for it. It's uh, I think it it was an excellent episode, and uh, uh, it was some really interesting discussion, and we touched uh, a lot of uh, important topics uh, regarding draft. Uh, so uh, I I would uh, like to thank you again. And um, I would uh, love to see you again sometime uh, in an episode, uh, either about uh, draft or, or anything. And uh, that's about it. Did you have? Uh, do you guys have any closing remarks or anything? No, just uh, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate you uh, listening to me ramble. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. What about you, Arizona Kid? I guess I'll finish off on the note that. If you do want to play draft and you do want to kind of get into it, definitely check out the Dice Discord server because he yeah. has a entire guide with all the tips and stuff you need. Yeah, yeah, definitely, to, definitely, you, draft, so. you should check out uh, to Dice uh, Discord server. Okay, that's uh, that's about it from us guys and uh, about draft from me, Kowalski from uh, Today's Gain and from uh, Arizona Kid. Uh, I hope you had a good time and I hope you're having uh, a good and healthy uh, day or afternoon or evening or night wherever you are and uh, see you around. Bye guys. <laughs>